This is the Engines of Our Ingenuity, made possible by the friends of KUHF Houston. Today, something simple. The University of Houston's College of Engineering presents this series about the machines that make our civilization run and the people whose ingenuity created them. Supplies sent from North America to Europe were vital during the Second World War. Yet, early in the war, German submarines were sinking Allied ships at an alarming rate. Part of the problem was lack of air cover in the mid-Atlantic. Submarines were free to attack without fear of retaliation. There just weren't enough aircraft carriers to go around. Enter Lord Lewis Mountbatten, Chief of Combined Operations in the British War Office. Mountbatten's responsibilities included development of new war technologies, and he encouraged innovative thinking. Geoffrey Pike, who reported to Mountbatten, was a fountain of new ideas. But his most famous was aimed at solving the mid-Atlantic air cover problem. Pike imagined aircraft carriers made largely of ice. Mammoth carriers over ten football fields long, more than twice as long as today's supertankers. Mountbatten liked the idea and took it directly to his friend, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Churchill liked it too and gave the go-ahead for further development. Thus began Project Habakkuk, named after one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. Behold and wonder marvelously, said the prophet, for I will perform a work in your days which you will not believe. The advantages of an ice structure were obvious. Seawater was the primary building material, and nature would do the freezing if construction took place in the north. Torpedoes would be ineffective against a monolithic block of ice, and if damage did occur, it could be fixed with an ice patch. Of course, there were engineering challenges. For one, how to maneuver such a colossal vessel. Still, the project moved forward, and a reduced-size prototype was secretly completed. One of the biggest problems proved to be the ice itself. It cracked too easily, but Pike had an answer. Rather than freezing pure seawater, he added a little wood pulp. The result was astonishing. A mixture of one part pulp to seven part seawater yields a substance with the strength of concrete. It came to be known as picrete after its inventor. When U.S. officers were briefed on what the British had been up to, Lord Mountbatten arrived at the meeting with a block of ice, a block of picrete, and a gun. Firing into the block of ice, it shattered. Firing into the block of picrete, the bullet ricocheted, grazing the leg of a U.S. admiral. Mountbatten had made his point, though certainly not exactly as he'd intended. For all of the effort and for all of the high-level interest, ice carriers never went into production. Ever-increasing design requirements, engineering obstacles, and competing technologies sank the project. But picrete lives on. It's easy to make, cheap, and remarkably strong. Unfortunately, no one seems to have found a really good use for it. I'm Andy Boyd at the University of Houston, where we're interested in the way inventive minds work.